Hello, everyone. Welcome back, and thank you for joining us on the Live Unreal with Glover U podcast, where every week, Jeff Glover and his coaches will dive into deep questions that you are asking. They understand the challenges you are facing on a day-to-day basis and still work every day on the front lines of real estate, with Jeff and his team closing over 1,000 homes per year. In today's episode, we are revisiting the business plan to align with where the market is now. Let's hear from Jeff. Welcome, everybody. It's time for the second half. Halftime is over. Fourth of July is behind us. It's time to get ready to rock. Welcome. My name is Jeff Glover from Glover U, and we're going to jump into the exact business plan that I'm using in the second half of 2022. This time, it's a little different. Normally, we will have an annual plan. And of course, from there, we will have a plan for the fourth quarter. Because generally speaking, when we get to the last three months of the year, we're looking at what we can do to make sure we hit our goals. Because the market has shifted, because the market has changed, we made the decision to launch a second half business plan based on specifically what's happening. And the reason for that is because if you're using the annual plan, which we appreciate, there are some changes to that plan based on what's taking place in the market. So first things first. I want to see our first timers. If you're on for the first time, if this is the first Glover you anything, let us know where you're coming from. Just raise your hand or put in the chat, first timer, give us your city and state. I want to see where you guys are coming from and make sure you select to all attendees, not just panelists. All right. I want to make sure any of your comments today are seen by our attendees of today's session as well. And for those of you that end up listening to this later on the podcast, of course, thank you for joining us. Great to see everyone. Maryland in the house. A lot of people from Maryland, Michigan in the house. South Carolina, I love it. Kalamazoo, of course. Greenville, a lot of Florida. California, thanks for waking up early with us. Fort Worth, Texas. We love you, Fort Worth. All right. Great to see our first timers on. It's amazing to me how many are still first timers every time we do a session. So we're going to get into the content in just a second. But first things first, I want to make sure everyone's got a copy of the plan. This has been sent out. And also, I believe they are dropping it in the chat right now as we speak. So if you don't have a copy of the plan, grab it, go check your email, grab it from the chat. They're going to drop the link in there a few times. Get that printed out because there's a lot of things in here that we're going to be referencing. And because you'll have a copy of the plan, I actually want you to print two copies. And the reason for that is because one copy is going to be one that you take notes on because I'm going to give you a lot of notes today. And the other copy is going to be the actual plan that you complete to make sure that you don't just make it through the rest of this year. You win in this new market. So a lot of what we're talking about today has to do with the second half of the year and also with what's going on in the market today, which is why I felt it was important to make sure we got a second half plan into everyone's hand. Do me a favor. Let's turn to page one of the business plan. Again, if you're joining us late, they will throw the business plan down in the chat so that way you have access to it. And get that printed off, preferably print off two copies. And the reason why I want two copies printed off is because I want one that you're taking notes on. So if you only printed one, don't worry about the second one right now. But I want you to take notes on the one that you printed. And then the second one will be your actual plan. So part one, let's jump into the plan. First month's results, first six months results. 
And by the way, my plan is for you right now is I'm going to go through each one of these parts. I'm going to give you examples. I'm going to give you illustrations. I'm going to give you stories. I'm going to give you ideas. I'm going to give you things to kind of rack your brain and get you on the right path for the second half of this year. So let's take a look at part one, the first six months results. The very first one you'll look at, it says total contacts. Now, when you see that, you might say, Jeff, I have no idea how many contacts I'm making right now. How do I even track that? Well, first things first, if you have no idea how many contacts you've made so far this year, don't worry about it. However, let this be a lesson. Moving forward, I want you to track your daily contacts. I know a lot of you use our daily plan or our um, real estate agent uh, daily business and unreal life planner. It's at the bottom of every single page. I know several of you are customers of Sisu. Of course, if you're in our coaching, you're probably taking advantage of your free Sisu account. But at the bottom of every page in our planner, is a little tracker, which you can create this on your own. You don't need your, you don't need our planner, but it's a little tracker of everything that you've done for the day. All right. And so if you're not tracking your contacts up to this point, trust me when I tell you, it's a way to look at your business and figure out how many contacts do I need to make in order to hit my goals. If I, if you tell me what your unit's goal is, I can figure out after you give me your sources of business, how many contacts you need to make. You're going to realize things in your business when you start tracking your da daily contacts. By the way, most people ask, what is a contact today? A contact today is a response from a decision-making adult. A contact today is a response from a decision-making adult. So if you send out 100 emails and you get one, two people to respond, one says, go fly a kite, and one says, yeah, when can you come out? That's two contacts right? The contacts don't just have to be cold calls. People hear contacts and they just think, oh, I'm not a big phone prospector. Well, obviously, phone prospecting is a big way to generate business. We're going to talk a little bit about that, but I don't care where they come from. It can come from social media. It can come from an open house. Someone who responds to you that's an adult, that makes a contact, all right? So I want to know how many contacts you're making per day on average. I want to know so far this year, how many client events have you hosted? What did your business plan say you were going to do? Gosh, I was going to do four and I haven't done any yet. Good. This is a time to reevaluate. Don't go back to those four that you were going to do. We're going to talk about that in a second. How many times have you touched your database? What I mean by that is how many times, how many emails have you sent? How many calls have you made? How, how, how many times have you reached out to people in your database? I don't care if they've answered. Did you leave a voicemail? That's a touch. Did you send them a postcard? That's a touch. I want to know approximately how many touches to your database so far this year. How many people have you added? One thing that you'll find on the bottom of a planner, I know there's a lot of you that use it. Here, here's what's at the bottom, by the way. Contacts made, appointments set, appointments gone on, contracts signed, and added to database. We make it a point every day to look at all of our conversations, all of the people that we've spoken to, and think, who can I add? Who can I put in the database? New listing appointments set, listing appointments met, listing appointments signed. Okay, we all know what a listing appointment set is. Met means you went out on the appointment. You're never going to go out on as many as you set. And that number's changing, by the way. We're going to talk about that in a second. How many did you sign? And how many actually sold? That's so far this year. By the way, some of your numbers are going to change in the last half. And again, I'll cover that in a moment. How many buyer appointments did you set? How many did you actually end up meeting? How many offers did you write? First offer only. I don't care if you wrote six offers for one buyer. I just want to know how, I want to figure out a ratio. I want to know how many buyers it takes you to meet to get one offer written. First offer. Doesn't even have to get accepted. 
I want to know that for you to write an offer, you have to meet five new buyers, four new buyers, three new buyers, whatever that number is. That's important for you to know as your business grows. Total units closed, total volume closed, total income referrals paid year to date. One of the great things that's popular right now in terms of buyer and seller business is agent to agent referrals. I know a lot of you come to our events and you meet a lot of agents from around the country. I know a lot of you are using the income for those to continue coming to our events because they've proven to be profitable for you. But I want to know that don't, they don't necessarily count as a unit. There's a reason why we put that in a separate category, but I want to know how much income you're making from agent to agent referrals. Total income paid year to date, by the way, that should be your 1099, not your net income. That's your 1099. And then I want to know your top three sources of business closed so far this year. I want to know where your business is coming from this year. It's important that you understand the actual source. So that way, when we get to the plan of action, we can look at what sources you're having success with, and we can double down on those. Now, just a real quick chat about source. I don't want you to say things like, well, this one came from my website, or this one was a past client, or this one um, called in, all right? That's not specific enough. They found you online, clicked around, clicked on your website or on your page, and the source is not website or website page. The source is, how did you find the website. So I want to ask them, how did you come across the website if you don't mind me asking? Oh, well, we see your signs all over. All right, great, signs. How did you happen to stumble across my Zillow page? Well, we were searching agent online reviews, bingo. So the credit goes to Zillow-online reviews. I want to get as specific as possible as my sources so that way I know what I should be spending more time, energy, and resources on. Don't just accept the first thing they tell you. Don't just write down, call in. I need to know how they got my number. Who'd they get my number from? And I'll just simply ask, you know, a lot of people reach out to us because they're referred. Who should I be thanking for referring you to us? Oh, no, no one referred you to us, Jeff. I just happened to see, you know, uh, your ads on, on this street, or I get your postcards in the mail. I want specifics of how they found me. That's part one. Part two. In order to put our second half goals together, and in order to get our mind wrapped around what's happening in the market, I want you to know the following statistics. And notice that this is brand new. For those of you that have been coming to Glover U stuff for years now and using our plans for years, and I think by now we probably have several thousand success stories around North America of people using our business plans, you might notice that that's never been in there before. And the reason for that is because we know the majority of the real estate population today is less than five to seven years in the business. And in the last five to seven years, it was perfectly fine to use market stats. It was perfectly fine to use market stats. But what's different today is I don't want to use market stats. Watch this. It's early July. We don't even have June stats yet. And by the way, even when we do get June stats, so July 15th, let's just say, depending on your MLS, it's going to be based on sales that closed in June. Well, when did those sales go pending? In April and May. In most markets, the market was a little different in April and May than it was in June. So even the July market stats that are about to come out in markets across the country are going to be wrong. It's going to be misleading because it's going to be based on sales that took place in April and May when things were different. So stop sharing market stats with consumers and start sharing what's happening right now. You're on the ground. You know what's happening. Share with them. But you can't just say, you know, when you're on an appointment with the seller, you can't just say, well, you know, things are soft and, you know, I know your neighbor had 96 showings and 34 offers, but things are different now. You can't just say that. They're not going to believe you. You have to have something to back up that statement. 
By the way, these six things right here will help you back up that statement. So when they say specifically, well, what's different, Jeff? Well, number one, our average showings per listing is down right now. By the way, you can go find that in your market in any price range for those that use showing time or any other showing software or showing portal. They have all that data. What about average new listings per day? That's very easy. When you log into the MLS, you can see the bar graph of how many new listings per day. And in most markets across the country, that number is a lot higher than it was in January, February, March, April. How about new expireds per day? Again, we're starting to see more expireds come off the market. Not a ton yet, but you know when you'll see a lot of expireds start coming off the market? Last half of this month, August, September. Why is that? Because that's all the listings that were listed in May and June based on what happened in December, January, February, March, April that were priced up here. And now all of a sudden they're expiring because they're priced themselves out of the market. It's a great indication of what's happening. How about new price reductions per day? It's interesting in most markets across the country, including our market here in Detroit, when you look at those bar graphs, right? You'll see, you know, you'll see new listings all the way over here, let's just say. Uh, you'll see pending sales right about here. You'll see closed sales right about here. You'll see expired sales right about here. You'll see price reductions right about there. The price reductions are almost matching the new listings that are coming on the market. It's interesting how that's taking place. I want to know from your lender, what is the current 30-year fixed mortgage rate? You should be asking your lender every single week what that is. They're fluctuating. We need to know that. And then finally, how many new homes or how many homes are going pending right now? How many homes are going pending right now? So when someone says to you, hey, what's changing in the market? You need to know those six things. It will not only prove you as an expert in the market, but it will back up your claim that things are changing. Part three, second half goals. Listings closed, listings sold. You notice that I did not have that in the first six months results. The reason for that is because I just have listings sold. Well, Jeff, what's the difference between listings sold and listing closed? Listings sold means you pended it, right? It went pending. You started the title work. You started the paperwork. Listings closed mean you actually got it to a closing table. Well, why are we looking at that in the second half of the year? Because what's going to end up happening, and we're already seeing signs across this of this across the country, and that is a lower percentage of deals that you pend will make it to a closing table. A lower percentage of listings that you take will actually close. A lower percentage of buyer offers. And you know, you're starting to see it happen. Out of nowhere, buyers just flake out. They change their mind. They get cold feet. Sellers say, you know what? There's too much uneasiness going on. We're going to back out. We're going to back out of this deal. Sorry, Jeff. So I want you to know what your ratio of sold to close is. Now, here's the deal. If you're five to seven years or less in the business, you're used to that number being 90 to 100%. Jeff, I did... 18 deals last year. I penned at 18. I'm 100%. My recommendation to you is plan on anywhere from an 80 to a 90% close ratio. That means one out of every 10 deals at a minimum is not going to make it to a closing table. And one out of 10 deals at a minimum is going to tell you we're staying put for now. See, in the, in the last five years, we didn't pay so much attention to that one. Because if a buyer's deal fell through, we know that, they, that it was a hot market and interest rates were low and they were going to go buy another house. We know a seller in a seller's market, this thing's selling to anyone. I'm not losing this listing. It's going to sell to the next guy and it's going to close in a couple of weeks. In a softer market, in this market, you don't get as many that make it to the closing table. I wrote down 85%. Plan on 85% of the deals you penned making it to a closing table. Now, some of you will be at 90. Some of you might even be as low as 75 
depending on how long you've been doing this. But as a general rule of thumb, somewhere between 80 and 90 percent. All right, we have listing sign, appointments met, appointments set. By the way, we're seeing across the country a lower percentage of listing appointments that are set being gone on. Why is that? Well, that's because consumers are researching you now more than ever. They're going and checking out your online reviews. They're making a decision to hire you before you even get there. Watch this example. In 2010, real estate agents would go on a listing appointment and the sellers would ask their neighbors, their friends, their relatives of, of you know, what they thought of you and your company. Oh yeah, I see their signs everywhere. And that happened after you left the house. Fast forward to say 2015, you go on a listing appointment and after you leave their home, now they're going online. They're Googling you, they're checking out your reviews, they're going to Zillow, whatever's available at the time. Of course, there wasn't as many resources available. Maybe your MySpace, they could find your MySpace page at the time. Fast forward to today, they're doing all that. They're Facebooking, they're Instagramming, they're finding you every way they can before you get there before you go out. So guess what that means? A lower percentage of your appointments set will be held. Listing appointments set versus met. Pay attention to that. Same thing with buyers. In a softening market, buyers are going to get a little bit more critical of who they hire. So all of a sudden, you're going to have buyers saying to you, we're interviewing three agents to help us find a home. We're interviewing three agents to help us get a good deal on a home. Whoa. Good deal on a home. The last five years, you'd be lucky if I could secure you a house. By the way, that's what's changing in this market. It's not who can secure the home for them. Now it's we want to interview the agents that are going to get us the best deal. Make sure you're emphasizing that in your scripts because that's going to become more important as the market continues to soften. New average contacts per day. Well, wait a minute. Why do I need to change my average contacts per day, Jeff? Because if the percentage of set to met is dropping, and we know that that's happening nationwide. If the percentage of sold to close is going to decline, we know that that happens in a softer market. Many of you are already experiencing it. Well, then if I want to maintain the same level of production, I actually need to make more contacts. But wait a minute, if I want to sell more homes in the second half, I need to make even more contacts. So by the way, as a rule of thumb, <coughs> excuse me, if you want to keep your business the same, meaning you want to maintain the same level of production in the last half of the year as you had in the first half of the year, you're still going to need to increase your contacts by 15 to 20% per day. 15 to 20% per day. Now, that sounds like a lot, but it's not. Watch. If you're making 10 contacts a day, I'm telling you to make 12 or 13, 11 or 12, right? But if you that's if you want to just keep your business the same. Yes, you're going to have to increase 20% as I would say as a rule of thumb. But if you want to actually increase your business, if you're on here saying, Jeff, my goal for this year was 50 transactions, I'm at 20, uh, I'm doing okay, but I really want to make sure I hit 50, well, then my recommendation is you're going to increase your contacts by about 30%. Because remember, 15 to 20 is just to keep us where we're at. But if you want to see an increase in your business the second half of the year, you're going to have to increase your daily contacts by 30, 35%, maybe even. Well, but still, if you're making what, 15 contacts per day, that's only four to five more contacts per day. It's not, un, it's not an unreasonable request, but it will be necessary given what's taking place in the market today. The final five things down there on that list under second half goals, those are all where you want to finish for the year. Based on what you've done and now your new numbers, where do you want to finish the year? How many units sold? How many units closed? Again, there's a difference there. Sold to closed. 85% will close. So wait a minute, if I want to close, you know, 10 more deals the, the second half of the year, yeah, I'm going to have to write 11 or 12. That's right. You're probably going to have to pen, 
11 and a half to 12 deals to get yourself 10 closings for the second half of the year. Make sure you understand the difference between those two. Total volume closed, income from referrals paid, which you understand that, and then total income paid. That's based on your 1099. All right, turn the page. Again, we're operating from the second half workbook. All of you should have received this. If you didn't, check the chat. If not, they'll probably drop it in the chat again for you. Get this printed out because this is going to be the plan that you're going to want to operate from in the second half of the next of this year. It's the same plan that I'm operating from, same plan that our team is operating from. So let's take a look at the second half plan of action. Here's what I want you to do. This is your sales strategy. This is where your business is going to come from in the last half of the year. I want you to look at, write this down, please. Look at what's working so far this year. What's working so far this year for you? When you look at your top three sources of business, that gives you a pretty good indication of what's working. Remember, I, I said to go back and dive deep into those sources, figure out where they're coming from. I want to know first things first, what's working? And then how can I double down on those sources? How can I double down? And for many of you that have been following us or coming to our events for a year, you know exactly what I mean by double down. For those that don't, how could I double up my time spent on that, on that source of business? How could I double up my resources? Might be money spent. And how could I double down on my skill level towards that source of business? When you look at the sources of business that you're having so far this year, I want you to focus on not adding new ones. Spend more time doubling down on the ones that are already working. That's number one. Number two, what did you write down in your plan for this year? So when you go back to your 2022 business plan, what did you write down in your 2022 business plan that you wanted to accomplish this year or start taking action on that you haven't gotten around to yet, but it's realistic that you're going to be able to find the time to do so? So I want you to go back to your plan and look at what have you put off that you know you can take action on. Your 2022 plan, the plan for the year, and transfer it over here. What did you write in there that you know you don't have time for? I don't even know what I was thinking. Why did I write that in? I was trying to show off or whatever. You know you're not going to take action on it, eliminate it. Don't even write it in here. I only want stuff that you know is realistic that you're absolutely going to take action on. I wrote down, what scripts do I need to master? If I'm going to have a strong sales strategy, then I might have to learn new scripts. With the market changing, you absolutely need to learn new scripts, such as this one. Write this down somewhere separate from your plan. This is a script that you should be using with every single buyer and seller lead that you have right now. Every single person in your database should be getting a call or an update of some kind from you using this exact script. Ready? Write it down, please. Name. I don't have a crystal ball, and I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't let you know what's going on right now. Name. Now, I don't have a crystal ball, and I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't let you know what's taking place in the market right now. I don't have a crystal ball and I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't let you know what's taking place in the market right now. Dot, dot, dot. Go ahead, write that down. I don't have a crystal ball and I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't let you know exactly what's happening in the market right now. Dot, dot, dot. What's happening in the market right now, Jeff? Ready? Write this down. Every economic indicator that we follow as real estate professionals you're used to saying that over and over again on appointments, on your calls, with to your database. Every economic indicator we follow right now 
as real estate professionals, every economic indicator we follow right now as real estate professionals is telling us that prices are about to come down. Every, every, every economic indicator that we follow right now is telling us that prices are about to come down. And uh, by the way, let me step out of the role play for a second. I know some of you are either seeing on social media or maybe you're one of those putting out memes or videos saying, oh, prices aren't going to fall. Prices aren't going to fall. Watch. Don't take it from me. Go back to part two. Look at those stats. All you need to look at is new listings increasing, expireds increasing, price reductions increasing, pendings decreasing, closings decreasing. Those five economic indicators in the real estate industry are telling us that homes will be worth less. Knock on wood, maybe good, maybe bad. If it's a buyer, it's a good thing. If it's a seller, maybe not. Every, every economic indicator out there is telling us that homes will be worth less. Now, could things shift? Right. Could rates go down to 2% and the market starts moving the other way? Sure. But as of this moment, everything that we're seeing take place is leading us to believe that prices are going to be less in the next few months. That's why I'm saying don't pay attention to your market stats. Your market stats won't back that statement up, right? Your market stats will say, well, June over June, prices are up 5%. Okay, watch this. Let's just say in your market, June over June, the market stats say prices were up 5%. Go back to January of 2022. Why don't you see how that compares January of 2022 to January of 2021? All right, let me look that up real quick. Oh, wow. January 2021 to January 2022, prices were up 21%. Wow, that's a lot. We know that. Well, wait a minute. Why aren't they up 21% June over June? Because they're coming down. Because they're leveling off. So pay attention to what's happening now. Part number five. And by the way, on part, on part four, two things. I want you to update your consumer value proposition. I want you to update your consumer value proposition. What are you doing to add value to the customer? When is the last time you've updated your listing material? When is the last time you've updated your buyer consultation material? Now is the time to do so. Market's a little different today than it was. Now's the time to go back and look at your listing material, look at your buyer consultation material and update it. By the way, while you're doing so, I want you to think about what you're putting out to the public. I want you to think about the image that you're portraying because remember, they're judging you now more than ever. All right, let's jump to part five. Part five, the expense management activity. Everyone's business plan should have this. Quite honestly, it should have this every year. When the market is getting wonky, when the market's getting funky, when the market's getting slow, fast, whatever it's doing, this is where we call a little bit of attention to our expenses. So this is a great activity. I've done this for years. I've been in the business, as I mentioned, for 20 years. I ran brokerages for 17 of those 20 years. And this is something that all brokers and, and team leaders and lead agents are doing right now. And as solo practitioners, as agents on a team, this is something that you should be doing as well. So what I would encourage you to do is take out a clean sheet of paper. Okay, go ahead and do it now, or maybe on the back of your business plan, you know, maybe just do it on the back of, of this page. Again, you're using the plan to take notes because you're going to print out another one later. And here's the expense management activity. It's super simple. This is a way to get your expenses in check and put you in a more profitable position for the second half of the year. So take out a clean sheet of paper, okay, just like so, and you're going to turn it what I was taught as hot dog style, all right? Not hamburger, not a Big Mac. We're going to do a Detroit Coney Island style hot dog, all right? Turn it like that. 
And I'm going to show you real simple activity that you should all be doing right now as part of your second half plan. So do me a favor and let me get an eraser if we've got one. Do we have an eraser around? That would be great if we do. Um, yep, we got one coming. By. Oh, here we go. Paper towel right here. Okay, we're going to grab some paper towel and get these lines cleared off. I thought I had paper towel out here. And while you're doing that, make sure you have your clean sheet of paper handy. Because I'm going to show you a real quick exercise. Again, you could do this quarterly. You could do this annually. You could do this whenever. Do me a favor and draw out on your hot dog style paper. Okay, draw out three lines or two lines. I'm sorry, just like that. I'll pull this over here a little bit so you can see better. Draw out. Uh, two lines, so you have three spaces. And up here, just put the letter A, right here, the letter B, and right here, the letter C, okay? Very simple activity. Again, you can do this annually, regardless of what's going on in your market. Category A is all of your expenses that are necessary to run the business, okay? All of the expenses that, without question, you could not operate, you could not function, you could not run your real estate sales business without the expenses that fall under category A. All right, so obviously this is going to be, you know, vehicle expenses, uh, phone, uh, biz cards, um, you know, mailings, what, whatever you know is having a, a great impact on your business, whatever you know is necessary to do the current amount of business that you're doing, it goes right here. You know for a fact, if you remove that, I would see a decline in business. You know for a fact that that would happen. That goes under category A. Category B is what I like to call kind of like discretionary, meaning I know it helps my business, um, but I don't know by how much, right? So, you know, um, I, I'm buying this one zip code and, you know, I haven't had any sales yet, but I know I do business in that zip code. So maybe it's, it's helping. I'm not sure. Anything that you're not sure of the results. Over here, you can hold these accountable. You can look at, yep, I sent out um, 1,400 mailings. I got 17 responses. I took four listings. Was it profitable? Yep, it was profitable. Do you want to continue to do it? Yep, I want to continue to do it. Great, that goes to category A. Category B is all of the stuff that you're kind of like unsure. Well, you know, I, um, I do a lot of open houses, but really don't know, you know, and I'm spending money on advertising the open houses, but it seems like everyone is coming from the signs. Seems like everyone's just coming from the MLS. Um, you know, how much you spend on them? Well, I spend like $500 per open house. All right. And how many people have specifically stated that they saw the ad? Well, really only like maybe one every couple open houses. Is it profitable? Not really, but I don't know whether it helps or not. The point is category B is all the maybe stuff, all the stuff that you could maybe do with or without, and you're not exactly sure how it's helping you. Category C, this is an easy one. This is an opportunity for you to look at your credit card statement or to look at your P&L. For those of you that are doing monthly profit and loss statements, go right to your PL. Not the general report. I want the detailed ledger. I want every single line item expense and who you wrote a check to and who you swiped your credit card with and how much. If you're not doing a PL, it's very simple. Just go to your bank statement, go to your credit card statement, line by line, anything that you're spending money on that you either don't even know what it is because many of you have signed up for something over the last several years and you're going to find, you know, $39 a month, $19 a month, $7 a month. Oh my gosh, I'm not even using Canva Pro anymore and I'm paying $40 a month for that. You're going to find all these expenses that you're not even using 
Or you're going to see expenses that you're like, yeah, I can definitely do without that. That is that is a luxury. You know, we, we don't have to do that. That's making no impact on my business. You're going to write all of those in over here. Okay. So part one is A, figuring out all the A category stuff, the B category stuff, the C category stuff. That's part one of this activity. Again, C category is everything you're going to do without. Don't need it. Making no impact on my business. By the way, as real estate professionals, we sign up for stuff when things are good, right? When we're busy and money's flowing and we don't remember all the stuff we sign up for. So taking you through this process will help you with that. Part two of the expense management activity is now what I want you to do is I want you to spend a week, a weekend, a day, several hours, a week, you know, two weeks, whatever it's going to take analyzing everything that you wrote in category B. And I want you to make a decision, everything that you have written down here, okay? I want you to make a decision that by the end of this activity, nothing will be left in category B. You're either going to move it over here and it's an A expense because you know you're getting a great result from it and you went back and checked and oh my gosh, I didn't realize how many people were coming to my open houses from that ad. I thought they just all said the signs. And then I realized that I went back and looked at my open house sign-in sheets and every third person was saying from the ad, when you go back and hold these expenses accountable and the results that you get from them, you're either going to move them into category A and you're going to keep them because they're profitable, or you're going to move them into category C and you're going to get rid of them because you can't determine whether it's profitable or not. If you can't determine whether it's profitable or not. You probably shouldn't be doing it. So the expense management activity, part five, is something that you should be doing definitely in this new market and kind of probably moving forward every time you do a business plan. Category A, category B, category C. Take advantage of that in this business plan. All right, part six, part six. I wanna know what your new morning routine is going to be because chances are, if you've adjusted your goals, chances are you've got a new morning routine. I know at the beginning of the year, you created a business plan, you put a start time, you put what you're going to do at every single moment. Now, if you're wondering, Jeff, how do I craft a, a morning routine? Very simple. All you do is take a look, and I think they're throwing up on the screen a sample of my morning routine or what was my morning routine for probably seven or eight years as I was selling over 100 homes a year before I was doing a lot of this. Your second half plan, you're going to take your second half plan. Yep, it's the next slide there. You're taking your second half plan. There it is. And you're going to transfer what you need to do in the second half over in your morning routine. Because if you own the morning, you'll win the day. By the way, a lot of people ask, Jeff, what was your schedule like? Because by from 2008, that was the first year I ever sold over 100 homes. From 2008 to 2019, I followed this exact schedule. This was it. This was my routine. I didn't veer from it. I owned the morning and I won the day with this exact routine. I didn't go on any appointments in the morning. I didn't have any closings in the morning. I didn't have inspections in the morning. I moved all of that off, all of my admin, as you can see, between 2 and 5.30. Why is that? Well, because if you have a consistent morning routine, the income will follow. If you have a consistent regimen and schedule every day, the income will show up. That's why so many agents have yo-yo businesses. Good month, bad month, good month, bad month. Because they get too busy servicing, they let their foot off the gas. They get too busy servicing and they don't even have a morning routine. I'm just going to handle what I got. I'm so busy with what I have. I promise you, if you actually take the uh, 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 stance of in the morning, 
I lead generate. In the afternoon, I client service. In the morning, I client generate. In the afternoon, I client service. In the morning, I client generate. In the afternoon, I client, client service. If you just take that one stance right there, not only will your business go like this, it will consistently go like this. It won't be this up and down business that you see from so many, by the way, even good producers. Own the morning, win the day. This is your opportunity to recreate a new schedule. Do the same things at the same time, no matter how boring and mundane it becomes. I used to have a, a quote that I wrote out on a piece of paper on my wall. And it said, the day I give up on my morning routine is the day I'm sacrificing my income 90 days from now. The day I give up on my morning routine is the day I sacrifice my income 90 days from now. Well, Jeff, wait a minute. I have an inspection. I have a walkthrough. I have a closing. That's all byproducts of something you did 60, 90 days ago. The day I give up on my morning routine is the day I sacrifice my income 90 days from now. This is your opportunity to rewrite your morning routine. What do you want your morning to look like for the rest of the year? If you need accountability, ask someone to hold you accountable. You realize in the Glover You Inner Circle or at our events, there's people looking for accountability partners constantly. Go in there. Hey, I'm looking for a morning accountability partner. I used to have a deal with someone in, the, in another part of the country where if I wasn't in by a certain time, I owed them a hundred bucks for that day. It's amazing what happens when you got a little dough on the line. Take advantage of your new morning routine. I don't want you following your old one, unless your old one is getting the results you want. If your old one's getting you the results you want, then keep it right where it is. But if you're raising your goals, I suggest you change your morning routine. That's part six. By the way, also the more boring and mundane and routine it is, the better off you'll be. All right, let's take a look at part seven. Let's take a look at part seven. I'm gonna slide this out of the way until we need it again. Part seven is I want you to audit your current database value proposition. I want you to take a look at what you're doing to add value to your database, eliminate what's not profitable, and add in something new. This is your opportunity to audit the results. So many agents over the last several years have been, Jeff, we, we took your, your, your agent, uh, I'm sorry, your client database value proposition, which you can find it. It's on the podcast. It's in the inner circle. You'll find it somewhere. I took exactly what you're doing to add value to your database because by the way, we do over 400 transactions a year from our database. Okay, about just over 40% come from our database. Jeff, I took everything you're doing. All right, well, how long have you been using it? I've been using it for three years. Okay, what's working? This is working really well. What's not? Well, you know, watch, I'll give you an example. When is the last time you were grateful and thankful and it added such value to your life? When you got an email from a vendor, a lender, a mortgage company, a title company, whatever, reminding you to set your clocks back. Honestly, how much value has that added in your life? I'm so glad. Gosh, you know what? If I didn't get that reminder to set my clocks back, I would have no idea. I'm so glad I got that. The answer is zero. Clocks, the, the clocks today, they set themselves back automatically anyways. So that's probably something, if you're doing that, remove that. That has no value. This is an opportunity to audit your value proposition in your database and make some adjustments to it. I'll give you another example. We did a, a zoo event at the Detroit Zoo a year ago, maybe two years ago, during COVID when it was safe to come out. And that cost us a boatload of money. Well, what we found is we could cut our expense in half and still make the same amount of impact if we did cider mill events instead. Obviously, I'm in the Midwest. There's a lot of cider mills here in Michigan. We could cut our expense in half and still make the same impact. Let's do that. This is your opportunity to audit what you've been doing. It's not profitable. Get rid of it. By the way, what's your plan for building your database? Remember, I talked about in the Daily Planner at the bottom of every page. 
By the way, you can get this online. Just go to GloverU.com. It's in the shop. At the bottom of every page, there's a line that says, add to database. You just look at, who did I talk to today? That's worth adding. Who did I have a conversation with today that is worth putting into my database so I can add value to them so it becomes a future client? Let's take a look at part eight. Your second half marketing video and social media strategy, which by the way, in pay, on page 10 and 11, so go ahead and flip to page 10 and 11 in your workbook. You'll see we included our social media calendar in there. You'll see we included our uh, ideas for posting in there. Bottom line, stop posting haphazardly. When you have great ideas for posts, I want you to document them and, and post them at a later date. If you're posting about real estate today, don't post about real estate again today. Post about something personal tomorrow and then real estate three days from now. Follow the social media calendar. We've been using it successfully for the last few years now. It gets an update every single time. Uh, there's a new you know, algorithm change or something in the industry that's taking place. Don't just post haphazardly when you think about it. I want to know what is your second half marketing uh, video strategy? Are you going to start doing Instagram reels? Are you going to get good at short form videos, 60 seconds or less? Are you going to get good at long form videos, two minutes or more? What's your YouTube channel say about you? How many videos will I find on your YouTube channel? How often do you go live on Facebook? These are all things that are effective right now in the industry. These are all things that top agents from around the country are utilizing at a high level to stay in front of their database. Because by the way, social media is your database. Every agent moving forward needs to have the following databases moving forward. Ready? Write these down. Sphere of influence past client. You probably all have that. That's an easy one. You have your sphere of influence past client database. You have your exchange database. These are people that you have good exchanges with. These are the people that when I say, when you look at your day and you, you've talked to 12 people today, who's one person that you can add? That's someone that you had good exchanges with. Add them to a separate database called the exchange database. What's the third database that everyone should have? Your social media database, your Facebook, your Instagram. I'm not talking about your business pages, your personal pages. Those are databases. And when you start thinking about your Facebook friends, the 5,000 that Facebook allows you to have, get to 5,000 as fast as possible. It's lowest cost per impression thing you can do as a real estate agent. Cost per impression, CPI. It's a marketing ad agency term. It's free. Get to 5,000 friends. That's a database. Instagram, same thing. Follow as many people as you can. Let them follow you. A certain percentage will follow you back. What is your social media strategy, your video strategy, your marketing strategy? We'll be talking a lot about this at our upcoming retreat. Part number nine, your client update and your price reduction day. Two things I want you to think about here. Number one is, what are you using for your script as it relates to preparing sellers for price reductions? Okay, one of my favorite scripts, if you're not familiar with this, write this down, is days on market is the enemy to a home's value. Days on market is the enemy to a home's value. We've been using that for several years. Days on market is, meaning the longer your home is on the market, the less it's worth. Watch this scenario. And I say this, I, when I go on listing appointments, I use this all the time. Mr. And Mrs. Seller, when you bought this home, do you remember perhaps what questions you asked about the house when you bought it? Oh, I don't know. Is it a good deal? Um, I think we asked how many days it's been on the market. You asked how long it was on the market? Oh yeah, for sure we did. Why did you ask how long it was on the market? And it's like right then and there, they realize what they're doing. You asked how long it was on the market because the perception is the longer it's on the market, the less it's worth. Don't you feel most buyers are gonna think just like you? 
Days on market is the enemy to a home's value. Part number nine is client update price reduction day. I want you to have a designated day each week. It's not going to take up your whole day. It might just be an hour a week, depending on how many clients you have. You have 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35 listings. It might be a half day. There were several years in a row where in the last market, I had an entire day dedicated to what was called price reduction Fridays. Now, they wouldn't usually start until 11 a.m. because I would still do my morning lead generation routine. But price reduction Fridays, I would spend from 11 to 4, 5, 6 p.m. getting price reductions. You'd have to have a day now because watch, before in the last market, you didn't need to talk about your communication plan. You didn't need to talk about how often you're going to talk, how much, how often you're going to talk about what buyers think about their house because you could slap anything against the wall and it would stick. In this new market, they're going to wonder why after 10 days, they don't have any showings or any offers. So when I'm at the listing table, I'm letting them know, hey guys, Mr. Mr. Seller, just so you know, every Friday, I go through all of my clients and give them an update of exactly what's happened. I give, and I call it a market update. And by the way, I let them know at the listing table, watch this, write this script down. One of three things is going to happen once your listing goes live. We're going to have a lot of showings and a couple or, or maybe several offers. And that means we everything's working. The marketing worked and we priced it right. Because if you don't say that and they get a bunch of offers, they're going to think you priced it too low. So when I'm taking the listings, I'm saying, hey, once we get your home on the market, one of three things is going to happen. Number one, we're going to put it on the market, get a lot of showings and get several offers. And that means the marketing worked and priced it right. Or the second thing that could happen is we get it on the market, we get a lot of interest, but no offers, or maybe a little interest and no offers. That means we're in the ballpark. That means the marketing is working, but we might've just started a little too high, or perhaps the condition of the home doesn't show as well as we thought. Or the third thing that could happen, and it's very possible, especially in today's market. Why? Because the economic indicators, remember, the third thing that could happen is we put it on the market and we get little to no interest. And that means we've started way too high. The reality is we won't know until we put it out there and see how consumers respond. I call that the one of three things will happen script. I would encourage you to use that every time you're working with a seller and you get a contract signed. And if they're fighting you on price, remember, oh, Jeff, I know what you're saying about the market and this and that. Let's just start high. We can do that, but know that days on market is the enemy to a home's value. May I explain? And then you take them through that scenario just like I did there. Identify which day is gonna be your client update day. Again, you don't need the whole day. It might be just a couple hours, but I wanna have a day already identified. Part 10, your goal and what you're looking to get out of the Live on Real Retreat. Now, I know several of you on here are planning on joining us. In fact, I wanna see, I'm looking at the screen here. If you're planning on joining us at the Live on Real Retreat this summer in August, just throw a 777 down in the chat. Let us know if you're joining us, 777 down in the chat at the Live on a Real Retreat. Wow, awesome. We're looking forward to seeing you guys. We're on pace for somewhere around 800 people from all over North America attending that event. Yeah, VIP, there you go. I love it, yeah, awesome. Well, we're looking forward to seeing you guys. Okay, so what I want you to do is I want you to identify what you're going to get out of the event. Now, this particular event, three and a half days, it's listing focused. So if you're coming there with the mindset of, all right, I wanna spend all of my time finding top producers that are taking a lot of listings. I want to have lunch with one of the panelists. I want to have lunch with one of the speakers. Awesome. What is your goal out of that? Well, I want to find out where their listings are coming from right now. Perfect. Write that down. I want you to go into every event, whether it's ours or somebody else's, with a goal of what you're looking to get out of it. 
And by the way, for those of you that are wondering, what the heck is this event? We asked our video team to put together a 60 second video explaining what it is. And I know they'll probably drop in the chat the link to it so you guys have access to it. And when we're done with the business plan, I'm going to share with you an incentive that's just for you guys. So if we have that video to show you guys what we're going to do, we'll get that queued up. And by the way, when the video is done, we're going to come back because we have a lot more to get to. So we'll see in 60. What's what started as an event exclusively for our team has since been open to the public. Why would I do this? The answer is simple. My passion for training and coaching others to accomplish what we've accomplished has exceeded all other passions in my life. I absolutely love everything that they stand on, everything that they represent. Um, Jeff and his team do everything in excellence. I've been to many conferences throughout my 12-year career, and this is one of the best I've ever attended. I'm in this room, and I'm wondering, all right, why should I pay attention to what this guy has to say, or why should I pay attention to what's going on here on the stage? And that's for one reason and one reason only, because I'm on the ground with you. Not only are they coaching it, but these guys are doing it. Top amazing agents around the United States states come together and can learn from some of the best people that Jeff has on stage. If we can put on an unreal experience, meaning an experience so amazing it's almost unbelievable, well then people will continue to come back, so therefore we can pour into them to live their most unreal lives. You're going to know exactly what you need to do or you're already going to have acquired the skills necessary to make 2022 your best year ever. There's a reason why we're the fastest growing training and coaching company on the planet. It's all about not reinventing the wheel. It's finding those certain things that work with your process and being true to yourself and putting those into play and helping as many clients as you want. And Glover U gets me back on track with that. I loved the featured speakers that they brought on. The content was so incredibly relevant to what we're dealing with today as real estate professionals. And I recommend to anybody, if you're looking to get into an organization, a coaching program that uh, really touches on what is going to get you to the next level with what you're competing with today, uh, then this is definitely where you need to be. All right. Awesome. So there you go. For those that are wondering, Jeff, what is this event you're talking about? We'll get back to that in a second because I want to give you guys all an incentive to come join us if you've never been. Before we do, turn to page 11 in your business plan. Turn to page 11 in your business plan, and it just happens to be part 11 of the plan. Go ahead and turn to page 11 in your business plan. My unreal life in the second half. My unreal life in the second half. So what I want you to do is take a look at your current vision board. Chances are it's probably due for an update. So we're gonna do a couple things here. I want you to write in, assuming you hit your goals for the year, you accomplish everything you wanna accomplish in the second half, you take the listings that you wanna take, you have the sales that you wanna have, you have the closings, you have the income. How are you going to reward yourself? What are you going to do for yourself and your family? What investments are you gonna take advantage of? What debt are you gonna pay off? What vacations are you gonna take? What car is your, are you going to replace? What upgrade are you gonna to make to your home? I want you to write out in detail, be specific. I want to know the exact payment. I want to know the make and model. I want to know how long, how, how, how much it's going to cost over the course of the loan if you're getting a loan. I want to know how much money it's going to take in terms of cash if you're paying cash. I want to know specifically because watch, at the end of the day, this plan means nothing if we don't know why we're doing it. This plan is just worth literally the paper it's written on if we don't have the reason behind motivating us every single time. And I get it. I hear it all the time. Well, Jeff, my family's the motivator. Great. They should be. 
But here's the deal. If you take the approach of your family's the motivator, then you're just going to have, you're going to make enough money, like 80% of the agents do in the industry today who actually do make money. You're going to make enough money to pay the bills and have a little bit left over for a couple family vacations. Now, by the way, if that's the life you want to live, awesome, write that down. But for the majority of you that want to get to the next level, that want to take your family to the next level, that want to take your business to the next level, get specific with what it would look like. I want to know what your life would look like if you accomplish everything it is that you want to accomplish. Otherwise, this plan means nothing. You're not going to get excited about getting in earlier. You're not going to get excited about following a morning routine. You're not going to get excited about implementing a new strategy. You're not going to get excited about doing a Facebook Live when you hate doing Facebook Lives. None of that is going to motivate you unless you stare this, stare at this every single day. So once you write it out, you're going to make a list. I then want you to take either your current vision board or create a new one. Or if you, you don't have one at all, perfect. This is your opportunity to wipe the slate clean, get rid of the old one, and let's start a new one. Now, here's the good news. At the end of the year, if you're thinking, Jeff, I'm not going to be able to accomplish all this by the end of the year, even if I do hit my goals. Awesome. Whatever you write down that you don't accomplish, we can transfer to your 2023 plan. Whatever you write down in here that you don't get to, or that you don't have the money to take advantage of, or you don't have the resources, you don't have the time, still want you to write it down because we can transfer it to the 2023 plan. That's part 11. What does your unreal life look like in the second half? For many of you, you're going to come to the retreat with a goal of making the rest of August, September, October, November, December, the best five-month stretch of your career. And I know that, especially for you agents that are working with a lot of buyers right now, all right, which of course, there's always stuff for operations team members and, 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 and leadership at our events. But for those of you that are working with a lot of buyers, if, you, if you're ready to make the decision to become a listing agent, you have to get to this event. We're spending three and a half days talking about how we can build a massive listing inventory. And if your mentality is, hey, I love being in that environment, but I still want to learn stuff about how I can help more buyers, cool. We're going to have breakout sessions. We're going to have panelists. We're going to have great content for those of you that are working with a lot of buyers, but know that it is a listing-focused event. So for those of you that are ready to take your listing inventory to the next level, get ready for a lot of fun and productivity. Okay, do me a favor and turn to, let's see, I believe it's the second to last page in your workbook. Third to last page in your workbook, it looks like this. I just want to make sure for those of you that are planning on attending, I want to make sure, yep, there it is on your screen. I want to make sure that you have the exact agenda of what we're doing. All right, it's three and a half days over August 15th through the 18th. So it starts on Monday the 15th and it ends on Thursday the 18th with masterminds. As you see there in your on your computer screen and in your business plan, the general public right now is all paying 449 bucks. Everyone out there right now is paying 449. In fact, at the end of the month, it goes up to 549. Everyone that's on this session today, we're giving you a hundred bucks off. So on the very next page, everyone who uses the code halftime, and by the way, that's all you need to do. Just scan that QR code. It's right in your workbook or go to gloveru.com forward slash retreat. Use the code halftime. Everyone who's on today's session. Now it's only good for today. So go do your research, go check your flights, go book your hotel rooms, go do what you got to do. It's only good for today to get the hundred bucks off. You go to gloveru.com forward slash retreat or and use the code halftime or scan that QR code. Now, I want, if you could scroll up just a little bit on the, go back up to the itinerary again, please. There's a couple of things I want to point out where it says book your discounted room, the Grand Traverse Resort. For those of you that type 777, I know there's a lot of you joining us. That is about to fill up. 
It might already be sold out as of this moment. The good news is we have two other hotel options that we've worked out deals with for you. And by the way, this discounted hotel room, this resort normally is $399 a night. We've gotten a discounted rate of $229, $229. So there's two other resorts. You'll see them on the retreat website, loveyou.com forward slash retreat. One of them is the Delamar, which is out on the bay of, of Lake Michigan, which is gorgeous. And we're going to have a shuttle running constantly. All right. And the other one is at the Turtle Creek Casino Hotel, which is right down the street. And also there's shuttles running constantly. So if you don't end up getting your room at the resort, go stay on the bay. It's gorgeous. Overlooking the Grand Traverse Bay or go stay at the casino, but don't get hooked on casino games because then you'll never make it to the event. Glovery.com forward slash retreat for the details on that. Some of you might be asking, what airport do I fly into or where the heck is Traverse City? All right. Well, for those of you that are familiar with the hand of Michigan, all right, that's how us Michiganders refer to it. It's right up here. And you can fly right into Traverse City. The airport code is TVC. T as in Tom, V as in Victor, C as in city. You can fly right into Traverse City. In fact, there's about a dozen cities around the country that have direct flights. Chances are, if you're from the West Coast, you're going to have a layover somewhere, probably Chicago or Denver. If you're on the East Coast, you can fly you know, through New York, through Philadelphia. There's a few cities on the East side that are going to have directs as well. So take advantage of the 100 bucks off. Get ready for the second half of 2022. And we look forward to seeing you at the Live Unreal Retreat. And if we don't see you there, we're going to see you around the inner circle. And I want to hear your wins and successes in the second half because you took this plan. You took it seriously. You're going to spend the weekend on it. And starting Monday, you're going to get into action. We'll see you soon or we'll see you at the retreat in August. Have a good one. See you guys. Thank you for taking your time to join Jeff today on the Live Unreal with Glover U podcast. To get started on having an unreal business, take the real estate self-assessment. After you complete the assessment, a member of Glover U will get on a call with you to create an action plan to improve your score. Go to www.gloveru.com slash self. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. Search for Live Unreal with Glover U on iTunes, Podbean, or Spotify and subscribe today. Until next time.